0: Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons Podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Because nobody circles a wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go, Buffalo, hey.
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion, most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate.
2: The Buffalo Bills survived the Miami Dolphins, 34-31 in Orchard Park in the Wild Card round of the playoffs to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs next week. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor, check out the DeLago Resort and Casino, you will not regret it. Uh, we're going to discuss the Bills' win over the, the Dolphins, a very, very close win over the Dolphins. That's going to be a fun discussion. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and, uh, and as always, who or what will put on our wall of fame and wall of shame uh, with some help from our followers on Twitter. And we also have a, a podcast, uh, some podcast giveaways to, uh, to announce at the end of the podcast, so uh, stay tuned for that. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. Mike's following us uh, closely, but John's here with me right now. And, uh, and fellas, uh, going into this game, I mean, the, the Dolphins were without Tua tug of Viola, uh, and They were on their third string quarterback, and the Bills were favored by 13.5 points and I thought that the Bills were going to win by at least 17 points. And this game was a hell of a lot closer than I thought it would be. And uh, I have a couple of reasons for that, or why I think that might be. But uh, it was it was a heart attack game. I feel like I got a heart attack and a stroke at the same time as certain points during the game. It was crazy. But at the end, we got the victory. Um, John, I'm going to head it over to you first. Um, very fortunate uh, Mike and I were actually able to watch the game um, at the stadium but John uh, you uh, you always have you always have better coverage when you're actually watching it from home but John from your standpoint from where you're watching the game and the emotions that you went through I mean what were your thoughts on today's win and uh, do you feel better or worse after that win
0: uh, well I, I definitely feel worse because mm-hmm. that almost felt like a loss but uh, like you said, like the third string quarterback, uh, their first string running back was hurt. The offensive line was banged up. Like all these things. Like I get it as a division rival and they played them close both games this year. But they, like the Bills just made so many mistakes. Like, and, and, they, and they've been, it's a theme for the Bills, right? Like they, they're 14 and 3 now, but they've made lots of these mistakes and they've gotten away with them. And it's very concerning going forward that like they've had three plus turnovers three straight games now and who are the whoever they play next week Cincinnati or Jacksonville and then like potentially Kansas City or Baltimore like this you can't make these mistakes against these better teams so it's very concerning I think
2: yeah yeah it's it's definitely concerning especially because I don't know if these mistakes are sustainable to also win when you have these mistakes too um I mean the Dolphins were the seventh seed yet Like, the Bills almost lost to them. I mean, at one point, they were losing to them, and all the mistakes added up. I mean, you mentioned everything that you mentioned about, you know, the backup quarterback, you know, the third-string quarterback, backup running back, all these things that you mentioned, banged up offensive line. I mean, it was at home, too. I mean, it was at home at 30-degree Buffalo. Like, that should have been a huge advantage for the Buffalo Bills, Um, and it wasn't. It didn't seem to matter at all. It was just the mistakes that really mattered. I mean, I was watching, you know – one of the few benefits of being in the stadium is you constantly if you look to the one part of the stadium you can see like the the current stats of the of the game like as as each play happens and one of them is like total yardage right so for the most part like oh the bills are only winning 17 to 6 like you, but then again they're you know they're almost three times the amount of yardage like you know it's not a one for one yardage to points obviously but there's some sort of correlation the more points you know the more yards you have hopefully the more points you have but then at one point it's like the bills have twice as many point or and they're losing by four points like this doesn't add up and it was what's the difference in in why is that it was just like for what you said the mistakes the turnovers the you know everything happening like that so um it was it was everything combined to that to to lead to that and I think that's exactly what it was it was the turnovers it was it was the interceptions it was the fumble that led to the touchdown um and then you where there were there were two other fumbles that didn't end up counting or something like that, right? Like there was a a fumble on by Naeen Himes in the fourth quarter and it didn't end up uh it ended up being recovered, correct? And then Josh Allen fumbled it again in the fourth quarter or the third quarter. And luckily that Spencer Brown recovered it.
0: And then Allen had another fumble in the first quarter that was there at first thought it was an incomplete pass, even though he was like way past the line of scrimmage and just trying to throw on it. So yeah, there were three fumbles that didn't get turnover that could have. On top of everything else.
2: Yeah, so, like, I mean, just the mistakes that the Bills did make, plus the mistakes that didn't end up counting. Yeah, I agree. Like, th- the thing I want, the thing that I take away is, is that, that sort of, those sort of mistakes, if there was one team to have those mistakes against, it is the Miami Dolphins, because they were, uh, they were one of the most banged up teams out of all the teams that the Bills could have played this weekend. Um, and then secondly, is, it, is, how they perform today isn't indicative, at least mistakes-wise, of how they perform next week. Like, you had that great stat of three games in a row with three turnovers, right? Like, that's that's a great stat. Like, that's not good. That doesn't mean that next week they'll have three or more. Like, they could have zero. Like, it's it's just not... From game to game, it's not necessarily indicative. Whereas, like the talent level of a team, like they might be fourteen and three talent level, like they're always a good team. Like they're they're well coached, they're well. But I mean, it's, it's the playoffs. You're playing against a lot better competition than the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago, you know, or the or the New England Patriots just last week, um, the week before. So, so yeah, I. I I walk away feeling happy that we're in the next round, but it was uh, it was a scary one, man. I and I think a lot of the fans were feeling that, you know, just who there was that there was that rush at the end or that uh, that just feeling of relaxation at the end of that, like oh my gosh, we did it. It's just like whew, because we did not get to enjoy. It. I mean, hardly any of that came. It felt maybe the first quarter when they were up what seventeen to six or fourteen nothing or something. It was that was about it though. So John, so. Um, Let's let's start into our Stats of the Game segment, okay? Stats of the Game
1: They've done studies, you know. 60%
0: of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance.
2: Oh, well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't?
1: of all people know that.
2: Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, I'm going to give you Josh Allen's stats first, and I want you to give me a fire emoji rating for his performance today. Uh, Josh Allen, 23 for 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and he also had four rushes for 20 yards. Fire emoji rating for Josh Allen out of five. What do you give him? The tough one. Right? That's a good stat well, line. Yeah. I see interceptions.
0: Yeah, two picks. He had a fumble for a loss, two other fumbles. He was not very accurate. Like he was that you know, it's kinda of funny, like that like a lot a lot of people are ragging on the play calling for all these deep throws, but that's what the Dolphins were giving them, which is crazy because usually teams go the other way. But it was working because the Bills were not connecting on those long throws, um, except for the first quarter. Um, So his accuracy was kind of in question there for a little bit. I get that he was, you know, they were blitzing heavily and the offensive line gave up seven sacks and everything. Um, I I, got to get right down the middle, two and a half, right?
2: Two and a half. That's what I'm going to do. He wasn't helped by his receivers. He definitely had some, there was definitely some big drops by Dawson Knox in the end zone. Um, Stephon Diggs almost had that one-handed catch in the end zone. Um, Cole Beasley dropped the one that ended up becoming an interception, um, and after, mean, he wasn't helped out a whole lot after the Dolphins
0: but, like, came back. He uh, like you like the whole team, including Allen, looked very shaky. Like they weren't sure what to do, and they like like I mean they they got it back, you know, a little bit after that, but. He did some good things and he did some bad things, so uh, I, I think I am
2: gonna give him right down the middle on it. I, th- I think two and a half. I think two and a half fire emojis is is a, is a good rating for that. Um, I was gonna give him. I was gonna give him closer to two, if I am being honest. And I think it was just because, like, there were some good throws, but he just looked off today. Like it's sad. it this is this is kind of what it felt like, at least from my point of view, from watching the game is uh the Dolphins had a lot of drops on their side of the ball too, it felt like. Um and like Skylar Thompson just looked like somewhat accurate, like a little bit more accurate around on page on target with his receivers more than Josh did at some point. Like Josh would throw it like what are you throwing that to guy? Like you're throwing it like that's a that's an easy like six yard pass for you. You know, you're missing it well, and well uh, like I
0: mean let's let's look at the I mean Thompson was eighteen to forty five which is quite, oh, so terrible. quite terrible. So, I mean, I, I know it seemed like there were times where he was making big throws. It seemed throws, like it. <laughs> but overall, it, it really wasn't that good.
2: No. Okay. All right, I take that. Strike that from the record. It just felt like it from the – it's like, I don't know, maybe that just felt like there were more drops on his side of the ball, but – I mean, Josh, it just – he was not – maybe it's comparison. Maybe because I expected absolutely nothing out of Skylar Thompson, and I expected a lot more out of Josh Allen because there were just times where it was just kind of like, what's going on, Josh? Like that interception to John Brown, like he was throwing it into coverage. Maybe he shouldn't have been attempting or whatever. But, like, I mean, and his receivers, even though they did have some drops, they did have some great catches too, like the Gabe Davis touchdown. Like there were – there were some really good uh, catches and, and and passes. It was just it was inconsistent overall. Inconsistent overall. Yes, thank you. So, but you're right. I mean, it was a he did win them the game because it wasn't the run game that won them the game. So, um, but the defense played a good part. I want to say, <sighs> whose fault was it? I never. The, replays suck in the stadium. Like that's just a given. What What was the reason for that um, fumble? Uh, for Josh Allen, where it like went back in the end zone, and they recovered it for a touchdown. Whose fault was that?
0: I mean, that one was probably just a really good defensive play. Mm-hmm. He just upped the gut. That's and... what it, that's what kind of seemed like to me. Okay, I mean the the other ones, especially the ones where he didn't lose the fumbles, those were probably more on him. Um, he, he is kind of loosey goosey with the football sometimes, right? Especially when oh. he's so. You're always when he's never running still... around that. Yeah, but like that particular time, I I think he just got hit. Like I think. The defender just did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So now the interceptions. I remember now.
2: Sorry, go ahead. Well, the interceptions. The one was on Cole Beasley. It hit him, and then it like bounced off his hands, right? That's that's the other one point, though. Yeah. He threw it to him. He threw it through the the. He threw it too deep, actually, for John Brown or whoever it was,
0: right? Yeah, John Brown. And Romo comments and it was very quick. So, like, it you know he didn't really explain, but he. Alluded that maybe Brown might have stopped running and broke off his route, and then was you know it w- like Ellen, it wasn't where Ellen was expecting him to be potentially. So that could have been mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, so I'm not sure. So yeah, like so okay. like you got to factor those in too, right? To the you know maybe bump them up back to half a start to where I had them at two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> The correct, the correct rating is to where John had him
2: at two and a half. Yeah, you know what, you know what, taking that into account, um, I think one of the reasons why now that I'm thinking about more and we're talking about it loud, why I thought Skyler Thompson had like a decent, decent game in general, even though he didn't statistically, was that like he didn't have the pressure that Josh Allen did all day. Like Josh Allen was, he if he had three seconds to pass, it was like an eternity. Because he was like you said, they were blitzing nonstop, and like Skylar Thompson with like a four-man rush or whatever, the the Bills were giving him. It was just like, well, he just had he just couldn't do anything with it. Like he had time, like time wasn't necessarily the issue, even though they did get to him several times. But it wasn't nearly with the amount of uh, of pressure that the uh, the Buffalo or the Dolphins were getting on Josh Allen. Does that make sense? So two and a half fire emojis. I like that one for all the reasons that you mentioned, especially, I mean, dude, do you ever think about every time you watch Josh Allen now about that Greg Cosell clip from like four or five or six weeks ago now where he's just like, it's Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and then some other guys. (laughs) Like the more I think about that, how many times did they roll out John Brown and Cole Beasley in the same set? And I'm like, why, why do we have to, why can't we have Dawson Knox be a bigger part? Why, you know, why can't we have a, a, why is it so difficult for a running back to go out of the back, you know, out of the backfield and, and catch a slant? Why is there no screen passes? Why is there, you know, all these other, I just, it just bought, we have so many good pass catching running backs. You know, I don't know why I, I, I don't know if it, it's gotta be a
0: Dorsey thing, right? It, it. Well, it's funny. Well, I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know who decides like who's going to be active that game. Not because you notice McKenzie was inactive. Um, mm-hmm. But it was kind of funny. Cause like the first like four pass is like, at some point, there was, like, four targets to Cole Beasley and John Brown, and it equaled, like, one drop, two interceptions, and no catches. Like, it was, you know, with the first, I don't know, however minutes of the game. And I was like, yeah, well, I, you know. And they've had issues with that, and that they're bringing the older guys back to try to help. But you do notice that Gabriel Davis had a good game. So, you know, mm-hmm. playoff Gabe, I guess, right? Like, he does only good in the playoffs. Is that the deal? <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't think it was that he only did good. It's just
2: that he mostly does good. <laughs> mostly only does good in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a good point, Mike. Mike, we got Mike back on. Mike, Mike was uh, has been a road warrior today. Drove us to and from the game. So he's back with us, Mike. Mike is good to
0: talk to you, man.
1: It's great to be here, Nate. John, how are you? We missed you today. Hope hoping for next week.
0: Yeah, doing awesome. Uh, I I uh, I missed you guys too. I was thinking about you during the game. All we did was talk Probably about.
1: Probably all it. all warm. You can go to the bathroom whenever you want, whatever food you want at any time. You yeah, have ten was, guys was, pushing it was, you. It
0: was kind of nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have ten guys pushing you behind you as you're trying to take a leak, right? Like that's <laughs> the exhaust system is terrible in there. Smell like someone you know took a dump on the floor. <laughs> I I wasn't gonna talk about that, but anyway. So it was it was. Uh, let me mark that one down. Uh, yeah, no, we, we, we talked about you probably way more than we should have. You're like, man, we missed John. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to go next week. So we'll have to, we'll have to talk about like the tailgate experience at some point and like the, uh, the tickets, the ticket purchasing experience. Cause we learned something this past week that, you know, maybe you guys have all experienced out there. that are listening. that may want to go to the game or, or not, or maybe you checked once and just like, well, there's no sense, you know, I already know we can't get tickets. Well, you can get tickets. We found out a way to get tickets, like, at a decent price. So, or, like, decent for playoff price, I guess I should say. So, um, so yeah, Mike, fire emoji rating for Josh Allen, If you had to give one out of five, like, just, I know you didn't hear the very end of our conversation, or you heard the very end of it, but if you had to give him um, out of five, let me read his stats real quick just so so you're aware of.
1: That's all right, man. It's just so, it's so uh, different experiencing the game in the stadium versus TV, right? It's Always interesting when you haven't been to a game in a little bit. And it had been a minute for us. Uh I would say an unjosh like performance, like what we were expecting, what we were used to, maybe two. Uh given the inopportune turnovers. Turnovers. We were just mentioning that there were two
2: fumbles that he had that he didn't even lose. So mm-hmm. it could have been it could have been much worse. <laughs> much,
1: much worse. Yeah. And didn't didn't have uh whether it was the impromptu or the design runs and have the yardage the with his legs that we're used to. Like, we were always like, oh, save him, save him. But now it's the playoffs. Like, oh, am more like, oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> save it
2: anymore. <laughs> Expose him to those big hits. Come on, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> Everything's on the line now, yeah. Yeah, they did. He but tried. I, I,
1: like, to pull back a little bit, I would say I'm sure people uh, maybe were expecting more. We were. But single elimination tournament, man, just win and move on. I think you play you play that game 100 times, you have 100 different outcomes. Like who knows about next week, right? Um, maybe they absolutely demolish their opponent. Uh, maybe they win by a point. But had fun. A win's a win in the playoffs. You can never take it for granted, I don't think so. Awesome to still be alive, how I'm looking at it. So, John brought up an interesting point earlier where he's like... And let me say one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Like, if we're we're the the main character, right, like this is all whatever, we're the main character in our simulation, none of you exist, it's just all about me, I had an amazing time. It came right down to the wire. If it's 52 to 0, it's like, yeah, convincing for next week. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get to go next week. I don't like... For me, being being there or watching it, maximum entertainment value, right? Like the highs, the lows, the value. Like I didn't stroke out, fortunately. <laughs> Maybe some, you know, <laughs> like John. Still, I see John here. Yeah, John's good. Uh, at the end of the day, we won, and it had a lot, like very dramatic. You win every game sixty nothing. It's not, you know.
0: I had a very different experience.
1: <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs>
0: You you just want I mean it's it, it, it just but. no like I get a win's a win but it, it really felt like it felt like they were it was a loss to me felt like a loss yeah because like then we wouldn't be playing cause, anymore because now now I'm like how are they gonna beat Cincinnati or Jacksonville or Kansas City or anybody at this point anybody else with the way that they're they're playing with these mistakes those
1: teams you mentioned might not even be well Kansas I mentioned City. them all on purpose oh, yeah playing. <laughs> huh.
0: I think to, to
1: judge... I, I'm just saying, like, yes, it would be much more like, oh, power index, like Buffalo, like, it would be the crown jewel of the league if they destroyed everybody by 60. But I'm just saying, like, when we were sitting at the stands 17-0, part of my brain is like, oh, well, if they score the next 17, maybe I should have waited the next week for a more dramatic, like, the face-off against Cincinnati will come down to the wire. If this is going to be 50-0, to like, oh, I'm I'm glad the tailgate... Like, I would I them. would
0: take 50 to 0 every yeah. week and be extremely, Over that one. extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had fun. I had fun. Like there's something to be said for the drama if you win. If you don't, that's a completely different story. Well, you you said that like in the
2: Mike was was part of this last Twitter space and you're like, you know, if you win, like nobody cares. Nobody cares how you how you one in the postseason, in the playoffs. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, who cares? Nobody's gonna be like, "Well, you only won by three points against the third-string quarterback." Nobody cares. They're just gonna be like, "You won a Super Bowl. Here you go. Here's I agree your trophy."
0: I agree with that. I'm just saying, I'm concerned about the next about one or two or three games, depending on you know things. Like, I, I'm just concerned. You can't make that. You can't. You cannot make those
2: mistakes. The only team in the NFL that can beat the Buffalo Bills for sure. Every single time is the Buffalo Bills. Like they, the Bills, beat themselves more than any other team could beat them. Every time they've lost this season, it's been because they beat themselves. And even when they've won this season, you could argue that there's been several times where you're like, "Well, if you played a better team, you would have probably lost that game." And I think today was that. Today was I that think... day. So sustainability is the issue. It's not a matter of
1: fans, though. Don't you think there's a spotlight effect? Like everybody thinks, "It's like, oh, we always make like." that there's always a focus on themselves right like if we were chargers fans mm. we'd be like oh we were up 20 what was it twenty-seven zero? like we had it like oh we're snake bit we suck like every fan base has this
0: well chargers need to fire wo- their not coach not woe is us but what chargers need to fire their coach but that's <laughs> a different topic spotlight effects though that does but,
1: like it's oh if we were vikings fans like oh we have a great regular season and then yeah, we
0: <clears throat> but the vikings didn't you know, have a great regular season smoked. they they were they beat the bills they were 13 and 4 and had a losing point differential they were an extremely lucky team this season good point
2: but yeah yeah if you're if you're a vikings fan though to be 13 3 or 13 and 4 or whatever and yeah End up losing in the first round of the playoffs to the Giants, the nine seven and one Giants. I I, I think we were sneak bitten, or at least, you know, we should have won
0: that round, right? That, that uh, but I, I'm saying is that that's not a surprise. Like I, I picked the Giants to win in a playoff bracket. I picked them on DraftKings to win. Like that's not a surprise. The the Bills to me was maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise. Maybe maybe I should have expected the the mistakes <laughs> like they have been the last few games <laughs> to happen again, right? <laughs> I mean. But I mean, don't the, get me all wrong.
1: Agree, there's a certain level of randomness in all of this. So, wouldn't one expect, if we are injecting randomness into it, these outcomes are, right? You play a hundred games. Maybe you're right in, in Bills win by fourteen, sixty percent of the time. But in some instances, they're gonna fumble, throw picks.
0: But but some Things of are gonna some of that can be. I mean, it's the third game in a row where they've had three or more turnovers. Like that's. Coming a trend, a the regression point. of the mean next week, man. That's Yeah, that's what Nate tried to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready for eight turnovers next week.
2: No right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the time to get hot to have no turnovers for the next it's, three games.
0: It's just tough to feel good when you're like, uh, like you know. I'm thinking yeah. about the scariest teams left to play right in the AFC. Right, Cincinnati and then Kansas City. I mean, forget the NFC teams for now. Miami, <laughs> like. Was at the bottom of the list of all the teams that were left in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but don't you think some
2: of that has to do with the fact that they're in the same the division. There is a rivalry there between the players. I mean, I saw and I don't know if they showed this on the broadcast, John. Um, like Mike pointed this out to me. I was just like enjoying like the win, like that I didn't stroke out at the end and like he was like, Oh, Dawkins is getting into it with somebody on the on the going into the tunnel. Did they show that on the broadcast at all? Uh like
0: th- there was I didn't, well, I might not have been paying attention going into the tunnel, but I remember the the scuffle uh, at one point in the game where, like, Dawkins had, like, the Dolphins helmet in his hand. He's just carrying it around and wouldn't give, give it back to anybody.
2: Oh, is that what it was? Oh, yeah, it was, it was
0: when they had the offsetting uh, personal foul penalties oh, during that scuffle, okay. like, with Morris and them protecting uh, Allen after mm-hmm. Wilkins. Yeah, all that whole thing.
2: What happened there with that? Was it just, like, a late hit, or, or it
0: wasn't a late hit? It was just, what, it was just... Well, because Allen threw the pick, right? So, like, the guy's running it back, and Wilkins took a shot at Allen. You know, it was a quote-quote oh, block, but that, you know, it really was uncalled for. So, and then Allen pushed him back, Wilkins pushed Allen, Allen pushed him back again, then Morris is there, Morris pushes Wilkins down, takes him to the ground, and then there's a huge pile and a scuffle. Dawkins comes up with a Miami Dolphins helmet, and he's carrying it around, and, like... <laughs> that's hilarious that's
2: hilarious i'm just happy nobody got ejected (laughs) i know i I thought they were going to eject players when i first saw that because they were you know pointing out numbers of players or something in the stadium you're just like all of a sudden you just see a mound of humans and of course they don't show the replay of how a scuffle started or what for whatever reason i don't know why uh so I was curious. I'm glad. See, this is why we have this, John. You're not allowed to go to the, the game next week, even if we do get tickets, because you need to be our eye in the sky to actually settle what the hell happened
0: with well, some. Of well, these plus things. we won this week, right? So we got to keep it the same. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to save two hundred fifty dollars? That's all you yeah, want to do. I'll just, I'll just throw, it. I'll, I'll just throw some snacks in the oven. You know, uh, <laughs> put a, you know, put a blanket on, and you know, <laughs> turn on the TV, <laughs> watch some.
2: Freaking... <laughs> Not have to drive or park or anything, no. (laughs) Oh man, it was it was a fun experience. So we'll have to talk about that a little bit later. Um, Let's. I don't. I'll do stats real quick. I'll finish the rest of the stats. Um, Let's see. Uh, I mentioned Josh Allen stats. Devin Singletary was a leading rusher, 12 carries for 48 yards. And then James Cook, James Captain Cook, 12 carries for 39 yards and one touchdown. He had that one long 139 yard uh, touchdown run right in front of us in the end zone, which was really cool. Stephon Diggs was a leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, 7 receptions on 9 targets for 114 yards. Gabe Davis, a second leading receiver, 6 receptions on 9 targets for 113 yards and one touchdown. Khalil Shakir is the third-leaving receiver, three receptions on five targets for 51 yards. Almost had that other pass where he dropped it at the last second. A lot of drops today. Cole Beasley, two receptions on five targets for 35 yards and one touchdown. Dawson, the juggernauts, three receptions on on five targets for 20 yards and one touchdown. And then a bunch of other guys. So you had Skyler Thompson on the Miami Dolphins side of the ball. Skyler Thompson, 18 uh, for 45, 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, um, leading rusher. The Bills did a great job on defense um, in general, but definitely against the run game. Jeff Wilson had 10 carries for 23 yards, so 2.3 yards per carry. I can do that math in my head. Uh, one touchdown, and then it was just like no one. No one really besides that. Um, receiving the ball, though, Tyreek Hill was leading receiver. Seven receptions on 15 targets for 69 yards. To, I know Tredavious Whitehead was in a, on a couple of those, had some great pass breakups. Um, Salvan Ahmed was the next leading receiver, the running back. Uh, three receptions for five targets for 45 yards, and then Jalen Waddell, three receptions on seven targets for 44 yards. Mike Giusecki had that touchdown. Um, the Bills out. Uh, Bills had more uh, total yardage. Than the Miami Dolphins. 423 yards of total offense to 231 yards of total offense. So almost 200 total yards of offense more than the Miami Dolphins. So when you look at that and then you see that the, they just won by three points, you're like, how is that possible, right? Like, I think there's sort of a correlation in our heads, like, subconsciously, like, man, if you just, you know, <laughs> like, they eat, you should have twice as many points almost. So, uh, I was kind of surprised at that to be honest. Kind of surprised at that. Especially because the Bills didn't have a lot more penalties. If anything they had more penalty or less penalties than the uh than the Dolphins did on the day. John mentioned the sacks, the Bills, Josh Allen was sacked 7 times. Um Skylar Thompson was sacked 4 times. Dolphins had a uh, had a lot more return yardage for than the Buffalo Bills, but like there was that one play that was almost broke uh, on that punt return and then uh Sam Martin kind of stopped him and so that Quinn Morris could uh, tackle him at the end. Jeez, I forget exactly which quarter that is. My notes are kind of askew because of us, us being at the game. But, uh, yeah, those were Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we'll go into our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game and uh, who we're going to put on our wall of fame and wall of shame with uh, with some giveaways. So stick around. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumlicks' podcast. This is our recap show, and I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and let's go into our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game.
1: Sweet Sassy Molassi, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown.
2: Uh, John, let's start with you. What did you have as your Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game in this win,
0: in this playoff win? We haven't said yet this year this was a, a tough one for me, uh, so I'm gonna go with the one that maybe actually stand up out of my chair and like say, "Holy crap, <laughs> what a hit mm-hmm. was the Edmonds hit on uh Ahmed um I think is it, it was just a great play it, um He was lucky that the he was positioned in such a way <laughs> that it wasn't an illegal hit, but it was legal and it was good. And uh, I loved every moment of it. When was the last?
2: I mean, I feel like we haven't had that in, in several weeks. It's just like a... Just, Tremaine Edmonds isn't usually that guy to make that hit. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good player. I think we all agree that he's a really good linebacker. But he's just not that kind of, like, just smack in the face, sort of like... Uh, what was a hit-hurt around the world, for like, in 1964? I, I kind of got, like, a little bit of... Every time I see a hit like that... Um, like I think happened one other time this season, maybe it was a Matt Milano hit or something, or maybe a Taron Johnson hit or something. Well,
0: Milano was had just... a couple of good ones on Mike white. If you remember that game, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was and, just like, man. Edmonds had another, another one, a drive or two later on, uh, uh, receiver where like, um, I don't know if the, the quarterback didn't look him off right or, or something, but like Edmonds read it like a book and, and basically did the same thing. Um, but, yeah, I like that reference that you made. Uh, there was a Mike Stratton on Keith Lincoln. Um, I think it knocked Lincoln out of the game, and the Bills won. It was an AFL championship. Yeah, AFL championship, right? Like, 1964
2: or 63, I can't remember which one. 64, I want to say. It sounds right. That's it. It's important. No one cares. No one's going <laughs> to fact-check this. <laughs> uh, and I think I remember him, like, he broke, like, three ribs in the guy's, like, chest when he hit him like that. Like, that's why it was a big deal. Yeah, but and later was... in
0: like its career, I think he actually played for
2: Buffalo too. I oh, did. He? Nice, nice. Everything comes full circle. So yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, I love that hit, John. That was a really good one. Uh, Mike, do you have a sweet sassy molassy play of the game, or do you want to skip this uh, segment?
1: <laughs> you have one, Nate.
2: Yes. So I was, I, I got one when we were. I was talking with John earlier that, that that Dawson Knox one handed touchdown in the first quarter. Um, it was like right in front of us, so we didn't get to see it until it was on instant replay. But like everyone cheered, so you're like, "He scored a touchdown," and you didn't get, you didn't really know for sure. But like it was the one-handed grab. I mean, that was just. If if it wasn't that, it was going to be the Gabriel Davis touchdown, where like he just barely toe tapped in towards the end of the game. I think it was in the third or fourth quarter to go up again. Um, I love so I love. That the,
1: was that the last Buffalo touch? Whatever the last Buffalo t- touchdown. Is I you know me recency bias? Yeah, that's all you care Nothing about. Nothing matters <laughs> till the
2: end. <laughs> Let's see fourth quarter. Oh Jeff, Jeff Wilson had the last touchdown for the okay. And the last touchdown in the third quarter was Josh Allen. Yep, the Gabriel Davis touchdown, twenty three yard pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis with two twelve left in the third quarter. That was the one.
1: Wow, a lot of times.
2: I know. I thought there was another. I'm looking at the things though. There was only one touchdown yeah, but... scored in the fourth. Hmm. Bills were up 34 to 30 after i'm sorry thirty four, twenty four 24 after that touchdown and then they hung on by the and then they just <laughs> yeah and i didn't do much after that i like that one i liked the one i mentioned i liked the tremaine Edmonds ones those were all really great plays um john do you have a gettysburg of the game in this one Four score and seven years ago.
0: Sure does. <laughs> Which one? Bills were down 24-20 to about mid-third quarter. Kyer Elam, interception, third and 19. That sets up the go-ahead touchdown. Uh, Allen to Beasley to go up 27-24. So I got to go with that Elam play. Uh, Bills took back over the game at that point after that drive. And... Ever looked back, but not without some heart attacks along the way. (laughs) I like that
2: one a lot, John. That's got to be the definition of a a Gettysburg, right? That was the turning point in the game. That is literally the point in which the Bills went from losing to winning.
0: And, and like, Alan, like, and and the team, like, at that point, like, they kind of looked, they looked shaken. Like, they really looked like they were shaken. And then I think that play helped get the, the, you know... They got the crowd back into it. I think it got the offense back into it a little bit. I I think that helped a lot.
1: Not me and Nate, man. We were into it the whole time.
0: I didn't didn't hear you guys. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think you're loud enough.
1: That 100 level, man, you do not sit down the entire game. I wanted to sit down so
2: badly. Oh, my
1: gosh. My knees are like (laughs)
2: locking. I have arthritis now. I just... I literally just got it today. You had none, so, none today. no traces, no traces whatsoever of arthritis. Healthy as a mule. Now
1: you have the knees of an eighty-five-year-old uh, <laughs> plumber,
2: <laughs> or someone whoever stands on their feet all day. Ah, uh, yes, a plumber. Yes, whoever else. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. I can't think of another one. Kyir Elam had a great day today. Um, in that respect, yeah, gotta give a, gotta give him credit there for sure. Uh <clears throat> I doubt Mike or I. I don't have a better Gettysburg of the game. That one's that one's absolutely perfect. I remember talking to Mike several times and be like, "Oh, was that the Gettysburg of the game?" Like nerds, like the nerds that I, that at least I am. Mike didn't say it. The nerd that I am, and then like didn't write it down or anything, so completely forgot whatever it was. So I think John, the one that you mentioned, I think I, I think we had said at one. point.
1: You were point. overstimulated today. I will say that. Yeah,
2: sorry. <laughs> it's just everything. Everything at once. I couldn't shut up. I was like, ah, did "You see that? not it's no, overstimulated."
1: No, no, no. I just mean it's hard to re like it's hard to remember. Oh like, yeah. It, I mean, sitting at home, like you're watching this. Sh- um, there's just so much going on around you. Mm-hmm. You're over. Not. I didn't mean like you were doing anything. I just mean you as like the universal you. Like you're being overstimulated. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, a hundred decibels. Oh, I have a question for you. When they put the decibels up on the screen, right? That's all just fake. Is that like those numbers are all pre? Like, oh, the decibels are getting eighty-two. They're all oh, they're climbing to eighty-seven, and like everyone's going crazy louder and louder. Like, oh, ninety-four. Uh, like, oh, it's a hundred and two. Like, is that all just pre-programmed? It's not like they really have a decibel meter, right? No. And then they're and then they're putting it on the board. I thought about that too. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a cynic. I think you're cynic with reasonable
2: cause. I don't think that they've ever measured it like real time, you know, like of that. Yeah. No, no. Cause it, it's it, just it looks if I, cause they did it like, you know, let's say they did a half a dozen times, right? Like I looked it's at the numbers. The I'm same, like, it's the like same point. numbers. <laughs> 87.04 to 88.99. And like yeah, yeah, it's the same exact numbers over and over again, incrementally higher and higher. Yeah.
1: Everyone's just lying to you all the time.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so those were Gettysburg plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molaski plays the game. Who do you put on your wall of fame? Wall. I'll start with uh, <clears throat> John. Who do you have on your wall of fame? <laughs> Going to carry us this episode. Pretty...
0: Per use. Um this is another tough one. Um I thought Boogie Basham had a good game. Um, Edmonds made some plays. But I, I think I just you know, the Davis and Diggs. Um, but I think I want to just give it to the defense overall and Leslie Frazier also. Um Miami they held Miami at two hundred thirty one total yards. Um only three point three yards per play, uh four of sixteen on third down, uh, only forty two yards rushing, and you know that's been a, a Bills' Achilles' heel is, is that the uh, defending guys run two point one yards per carry. Um, I thought the defense did a good job. I mean, like some of those points, like the fumble return for a touchdown, you can't count that against the defense. You know, things like that. Um, they had the, um, the defense was put in some bad positions today um, from both special teams and the offense, and I, I thought they had a good game overall.
1: John, with the caveat, like we uh, again, it's so different when you're there. You just lose track of everything like and you brought up the good point of like you can't put the points on the defense but i mean third string quarterback and so many injuries couldn't the defense have done do you think more like the third downs i guess were pretty good um i just felt like i was surprised miami put so many points on the board
0: yeah it it, it truly was the position that they were put in like Thompson had was 18 to 45, like 40% completion rate, 220 yards. The it had two touch two uh, one touchdown only and two interceptions. Jeff Wilson, their leading rusher, ten carries, twenty-three yards, two point three average. Their next leading rusher was Jalen Waddell. who had one rush for eight yards. Like, so they didn't have any running game. Uh Jalen Waddell, three catches, forty four yards. Tyreek kill seven for sixty nine. Neither one had a touchdown. Uh like they were holding them. They just were put in bad positions. Yeah, the
2: fourth down efficiency, the the Dolphins were 1 of 2. The Bills were 0 of 1. So I was looking at, because you mentioned third down efficiency, yeah.
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah, I like the Bills' defenses. That's, it's not their fault that, you know, the Bills gave up 31 points. Like you mentioned, seven points of that was exactly related to, you know, the, the, the fumble return for a touchdown and and uh, a couple of those other touchdowns were were off turnovers as well that just didn't go the whole way. What about that um, that return that punt return I mentioned earlier, where Sam Martin just saved a touchdown at the very end, like at the twenty yard line? You know, like that. It's not the I, I was looking for a stat uh, that had like the average drive start position because I can guarantee the Bills started further back than the Dolphins did on a lot of those like average drive start positions. So uh, I could not find that. But, uh, oh, I had I have a quick, I know we're not on this segment anymore, but Gettysburg of the game for me was when Naheen Himes uh, fumbled that kickoff or either with that or one of the Josh Allen fumbles that was recovered. But, like, Nyeen Himes, like, towards the end of the game where he, like, you know, muffed that punt and then someone else recovered it for him. Like, that could have easily gone the other way for the Dolphins. And in the Bills' own territory, that probably would have, you know, drove in, got us to overtime or maybe even lost the game. So... Somewhat of a Gettysburg, I guess, of a play that never actually happened, but you know, could have been worse.
0: Um, yeah, that was, I'm like gonna three, g- that was like three segments ago. <laughs> no, I know, about, I'm still on. No, nothing on the defense, like like I, I thought. Frazier did a real good job um, confusing Thompson, like that he was still able to rush four at times, but but like with a blitzer, he would like blitz Edmonds, but like drop somebody else back so he still only had four rushers but he Thompson didn't necessarily know where the rush was coming from and they got more a lot more quarterback hurries that way and I, I thought that was good
2: so from my standpoint I know I keep harping that we we're at the game it looked like he had more time than Josh Allen tonight is that is that accurate John because like you just mentioned the defense looking good I didn't think the defense got great pressure I thought they had okay pressure considering it was a third stringer but like they, no, I wasn't they, they... impressed I wasn't impressed with the pressure there were, were definitely you?
0: times where Thompson had a lot more time, for sure. Okay. Yeah. It felt like
2: Josh Allen had no time today. Maybe it's just in comparison at least.
0: Well, the, the Dolphins bliss, like a lot. <laughs> okay. <Also>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the book's out. That's how you get to get to Josh Allen. Um but like the that, that it's beat like he, he should be able to beat that. Right? and he did in the first quarter, but it didn't carry over the rest of the game on those long passes, mm-hmm. either because of drops or because of inaccuracy. I think it was, it was a combination of the two.
2: Combination, yep. Yeah, you're right. The receivers didn't help him. I'm going to give the Wall of Fame to Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I just... I mean, he was just... he was a force today, and it's not only the big hit that you mentioned earlier, John, but there's a pass breakup late in the game. It was like on a third down late where he, like, tipped the ball at the very end or at least got in the way of the ball so that the receiver couldn't look it into his hands. Um, I thought he had a great game today and deserves deserves a credit for having that great game. So I'm going to put him on my wall of fame. Uh, Mike, do you have anyone you want to put on your wall of fame? Nope. All right, let's go into and, wall and, of... Wait, wait.
0: Andy's only 24 years old.
2: <laughs> Did they mention that a few times on the broadcast, Tony? No, but Tony I, I wanted Jim? to bring it up again. Oh, he's only 24? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into wall of shame now. Shame! Shame, shame. John, who do you put on your wall of shame?
0: In the win, as he looks over his notes. Um, this was another tough one. They're, like all these are tough. Like I'm, I'm gonna give it to the second quarter if, if I can do that. Um, between drops, uh, special teams mistakes, and other miscues, Bills giving up 17 points um, hurt. Right. Like they're they're trying to compensate for that the whole rest of the game after that. Um, and trying to get right after that. I, I think that second quarter hurt a lot.
2: Especially the end of that first half, um, where they had a minute and a half left and you're like, they're gonna drive down the field, and they started to, and then he throws the interception, and then that brings them all the way back. And I think they scored I think the Dolphins scored a field goal on that or something. And then the Bills had to drive with like thirty seconds left just to get that field goal, just to go up twenty to seventeen. So they had to hustle just to just to kick that field goal just so it wasn't a complete loss. Yep. Uh good call. Second quarter specifically. I'm gonna give it to uh just mistakes and miscues. I mean, we mentioned so many today. Uh ad nauseum, so I won't go into all of them, but she's just just a lot. And you can't I mean it's gonna cost you the division round or the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl man, that's gonna cost you. You will not win that game unless the other team the other teams are so good. You just—I mean—you saw with the Dolphins, they're seventh seed. They were seventh seed with a third-string quarterback, and you almost lost to them with that many penalties. You or that many uh, mistakes. You cannot do that and have that many mistakes again if, with a better team, um, unless they have the same amount as you. Hopefully, uh, but that's that's just not gonna. That's just unlikely to happen. I mean, good teams. I think they've been able to mask that those mistakes a lot and i've said this from the beginning since before the playoffs started that the if the bills lose it's going to because it's going to because it's going to be because of a day like today where they make they kill themselves they just shoot themselves in the foot over and over again which um could very well be um we'll see hopefully that's not the case hopefully we're talking super bowl winning we don't even have to worry about that uh mike who do you put on your wall of shame in today's win
1: just turnovers, and I mean sloppy football. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yep, good call, good call. I want to also give uh, an honorable mention in the wall of shame to officiating, it's particularly with like the the fact that the game almost went till five o'clock is is asinine. I have no idea why that was, specifically, just because it felt like, but also like the the timeouts being called it's it was as if like the referees never knew when the timeouts were being called and it was one thing to like like i i think at least 3 or 4 timeouts they let the entire play play out before you realize that there was a timeout called like that's just it happens maybe once i think maybe once every few games you'll see that i don't even know if that maybe once a season and then we saw 4 today like that was just the officiating was Subpar. I mean, luckily, they, for the most part, they didn't have any terrible calls, it didn't seem. At least any egregious calls against the Bills, luckily. But um, it was just I'm frustrating pre- to be a part of.
0: I'm pretty sure the uh, Dolphins had a delay of game like every single offensive play that wasn't called. And then when they did call it, it screwed the Bills because it was like 4th and 1. And it was like, oh, now we'll call it after you ran the play and the Bills stopped them. <laughs> the uh, Bills
2: stopped you in the backfield <laughs> for the. <laughs> They did do two fourth downs. You had to stop them, right? So, <laughs> I did notice that there, there was a one time I actually did notice that it was a delay of game because I wasn't really paying attention to the play clock, and I was just like, "They're not gonna get it off. They're not gonna." Get, it's it's a delay of game. It's a delay of game, and they're called a play anyway. Like, well, they should have called it. Oh, it's okay. They stopped them. It doesn't matter. Finally, you know, the one time that they don't, you know, that I want them to call, it they don't. The Bills stop them. Like, no, they actually did. <laughs> they actually did flag them for that one. So, go figure uh let's do some giveaways let's do some giveaways um so <clears throat> i mentioned last week um if you're listening to the pod if you've ever left us a five-star review or if you do within this last week leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, uh which you can create your own itunes account even from a pc for uh you could do that then i will put you in a drawing for our, our uh, t public site um at tpublic.com um actually there's a link in the show notes to this uh to this episode where you can check out our tea Public site There's Everything at our store is 35% off So $14 t-shirts um, And we're going to give away three shirts today to listeners So three listeners, um, I'm going to read your name And you just have to either email me uh, CTWpod at Or DM us over uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram or Facebook And uh, let us know that you won And uh, we'll get those uh, shipped out to you so, the three winners are Denson Dan, that's Denson Dan, D E N S O N Dan, UFC Grad 02, UFC Grad 02, and Josh Herrera. Or, I'm sorry, Jose Herrera, sorry, Jose Herrera, Jose Herrera. You three guys, uh, just shoot me an email or whatever. Let me know that you heard the podcast and you won, and I'll uh, get that sent over to you. Uh, again, like I said, that T Public, our T Public site, the link is in the show notes. Thirty-five um, percent off, so check out, check out uh, something on there if you'd like. you like. It's a big week, lots of lots of cool stuff going on for the Buffalo Bills. So, um, oh oh yeah, real quick giveaway too. We have a Water Buffalo Club uh, hat giveaway, which I'll show Mike and John this cool Water Buffalo Club hat that. Uh, Teresa sent us from over there. It's it's amazing. What do you guys think of this? Can you see this? Can you see this now? This hat. I put it on, but I'm wearing a hat right now. And my over, I can't put it over my headphones. But you can see what it would look like, right? It looks kind of like the uh, the Water Buffalo Club from the Flintstones. I think that was the, but it's like, it's blue. It's got the buffalo, the the red bison on the front, and it's got the horns on the sides, puffy. It's really cool. Like it's it. cool. So I saw a bunch of people with them. You know, you know. I, I always knew that they existed, but I never really noticed them until um, we did this giveaway with her. So definitely check it out on Twitter. Um, I want you guys to get in there for a giveaway and hopefully win it. Um, but, yeah, thanks to Teresa for doing that. It goes to a good cause. It helps out the bison at the Buffalo Zoo, and it helps uh, people, uh, refugees and stuff like that. For It's a good charity cause. It's a good charitable cause. And plus you get to be part of a cool club. Who doesn't like to be part of a cool club and exclude other people from things? Like It's always fun my favorite thing to do so uh is there ah, jeez i feel like we covered man human (laughs) tribal tribalism um god we we covered a lot in this episode um mike any any cool uh tailgating stories or something i mean we covered um some of these already on the twitter space um it was cool to have you on by the way it's normally i do them solo it's tough to get to get, like, invite co-hosts, and, like, it, we tried it before with without luck, but it was cool to have you on. We, we talked about John. We talked about the 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 grandfather-grandson uh, in front of us duo with the grandson was, like, we figured probably, like, nine years old or something like that, and, like, both of them took their shirts off in, like, the third quarter when it started to get cold, and, like, they went for, like, a whole quarter like that, and I was just like, ooh. Like, I thought it was just going to be, like, to see if he could get on TV for a couple of commercials, but uh, these state give a lot of credit to them. Those are Bills fans, Stardom young. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. The people next to us, the guys next to us, were friends with uh, Shaq Lawson, and the one the one guy's little cousin was uh, Baker number 55 on the Dolphins. So that was cool to talk to him about. Um, just people around us were pretty cool. People we tailgated right next to were from Canada. They were cool. Uh, we went to the hammer lot, so we went through Pinto Ron's area uh, I mean, we pretty much mentioned everything. Mike, did we miss anything and that we didn't talk about in the Twitter space?
1: I don't think so. There's a lot going on great atmosphere.
2: We started heading towards the gates at 1225 and that wasn't early enough. That's something we found out the hard way. You have mm-hmm. to be a lot earlier during I mean I used to think like 1240 was like too late. Then, but, I mean, we and it felt,
1: it-, it felt like the bottleneck uh, at a lot of times. You could get right through security with anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it seems like the electronic tickets where um, you cannot take a screenshot of your ticket, right? The new technology, it's the barcode is constantly changing to combat uh, like fraud with the ticket resale market. So it just seemed like a, a big bottleneck getting in the gate with people trying to pull up their tickets and have them scan. Um, so yeah, you want if you want to see the bills come out, national anthem, like we missed a ton of stuff. Uh, so I do think it's it, if you really want to make it an experience that f- if you want to like set up tables and grill and cook, like for like the, the lot's open four hours before. It's just not a ton of time if you want to do the whole thing yourself and go around to different spots and see see things and then get to your seat by one. It's tough. Yeah,
2: because we got there, what, 8, was it 8 o'clock or was it 8.15 or 8.30? 8. Probably a little after. Yeah, 8.15, 8. 8. 8.30. 8.15, And then we literally, you, we set everything up. Like, you had this awesome, like, setup for, like, like, all the food was prepped, like, the night before and the grill. So we were literally just, like, heating up the home fries and, like, on your little propane grill on a table and, like, It was just a great setup, and we spent, like, the first hour and a half, two hours just, you know, hanging out, talking, catching up. And then we we had everything packed up by 1030, and we went right over to the Hammer Lot, which was, like, the closest public lot or private lot next to us or whatever. And then we walked the entire stadium loop. So we went from there to the stadium lots to, like, the other private lots to the other private lots to other stadium lots, and we went all the way around. And we got back to your car, by like twelve fifteen and we were right near the field house so like we weren't far away from the stadium whatsoever where we parked. Um and still like I mean we it felt like we didn't stop. I mean I was checking my watch, we had ten thousand steps before we walked in the gates, you know, like that's crazy. Like, you know, to do it at one o'clock in the afternoon, at least for me it is. <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. It was it was a cool experience. Like it goes by quick is Mike's point. Like if you wanna experience everything. Now if you just wanna go through like the hammer lot, like you probably do that like, you know, get there at like ten thirty and still, you know, do whatever. One thing we found out today, which you had mentioned I think as we were walking in, like if you have a clear bag, like one of the ones from the Buffalo Bills or the NFL or whatever, like you can bring in whatever you want, like food wise. As long as it's a clear bag. Like, we saw a guy bring in, bring in a debella sub or whatever. Like, I was like, you can bring in a whole sub? He's like, yeah. He's like, I also brought some uh, pistachios. You want some? <laughs> you know, it was super cool to see that. I did not expect that whatsoever. Because you said, you said the bottleneck was not security at all. Like, that took two seconds. It was scanning the tickets. That took forever. Like, one person doing it for, like, you know, hundreds of people. So, yeah. I think we covered it pretty good on the on the Twitter space, so
1: we'll say, too, like in previous years when we've gone, John, you would remember when we had season tickets, like people would be trying to scam you constantly. Like, oh, buy some beads for this charity. You'd be like, oh, what charity? And like, oh, it's for a cheerleading team. <laughs> uh, Something you definitely couldn't <laughs> fact check.
2: It was for Cousin Mabel's, uh, you know, cross-country <laughs> ski team. Like, yeah. what? <laughs>
1: Where nobody asked us for well, a couple like people were walking around selling um, uh, t-shirts and stuff, right? Like hat, like just, but but nowhere near the the number of people like asking you for stuff. Um, I don't know if that's the cold weather or function. Like we, it's been a while, but
2: or it could be. You know what it was it's different. You know what it was too is that we we parked in somebody's yard and when we
1: walked, we experienced everything.
2: True, true. We did I walk through it. Just yeah, like we every walked single lot everywhere. I don't know if there was a lot that we didn't walk through maybe the e c c lots were the only ones we didn't walk through,
1: yeah,
2: but yeah we went we we went and saw everything we got some cool pictures. I shared some of them on Twitter. I'll have to share some on Instagram too but yeah cool I think we I think we uh we pretty much i mean it stinks that you know as as of the time we're recording this, we don't know who's gonna win the Baltimore Ravens game I'm sorry, Baltimore Ravens the Bengals Ravens game uh, but it looks like
1: the Dude, just drop it in here let's just record. The... Can't to uh, talk to you next week when the Bills face the, and then we'll just we'll both we'll all just say uh, both teams.
0: They're gonna play the Bengals next week.
1: The Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bengals. The...
2: <laughs> the Bills are definitely gonna play the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> in fact, I have the perfect score prediction, <laughs> and then edit that in later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can't even do odds right now because the game's not over. But yeah, this is good. I mean, I hopefully we can get tickets next week. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. that. Was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, we don't um, even know which tickets? day they're
0: playing next week, right? Like it could be Saturday, it could be Sunday. What time? We don't care, man. We're going. <laughs>
2: well, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like that's not what he John, told me in the car.
1: John might John might feel differently. N- name might feel differently, but I would say like as you get. Hmm. Like, we at less had season tickets, like, in college. And, like, you have a little more time. And it's just – it's tough to get – like, maybe if you live in Buffalo, it's easier. Or, um, I mean, some people come from Albany every every home you – know, wherever. Um, but it just gets harder the more responsibility you get. And to me, it's, like, the value you get out of, like, the money-wise or the commitment-wise like, there's a certain intensity level of intensity to the playoffs that and this is the first home playoff game I've been to uh, it's worth it to to pay a little more to get the experience like I would rather go to a home playoff game rather than like an early season game like I get it costs a little more the more you have to put up with the weather and stuff, but you you have to be the older you get you got to be more efficient with your time, I guess is what I'm trying to say sometimes. And uh, going to one, two, th- hopefully three home playoff games for me would be the equivalent of like having season thick, I guess, the enjoyment that I'm like getting out of it, hopefully.
2: Does that make sense? Is that- Did you feel that today, like going, like with that, with that enjoyment? You must have, or you wouldn't have said that.
1: I just think it's so much more intense.
2: The stakes are, I mean, they're, they, they're the highest. Provided provided you win. They're the highest that they can you be lose. though.
1: You lose. Oh, it's going to it would be so terrible.
2: The whole thing I'm thinking of and I'm sure people at home were, you don't have to be at the game for it, but like I'm sitting there and I'm like if they lose this game when they're down 24-20, like 13 and 3, who gives a crap what their record is during the season? You could have the best record in the NFL. Like who cares if you lose in the wild card round of the playoffs, right? Like the stakes are the absolute highest and and the atmosphere is there and 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 I think I I agree with Mike You know that, and this is the first playoff game I've ever been to. Mike, you went to the Jacksonville one in Jacksonville, Um, so this was the first one you've seen them actually win. Like, you know, this is the first one I've been to, and they've won. Coincidence? Probably not. But I, uh, I was thinking, like, one thing that we didn't mention earlier that I wanted to was how we got the tickets for the thing, and we, and this is something. So we talked about ticket prices last week on the show. I think when we knew that the Bills were going to the playoffs and we knew where it was going to be. they were releasing tickets throughout the entire week on the Buffalo Bills uh, on Ticketmaster and Buffalo Bills app or whatever. And
1: like, I thought we were just keeping that amongst. Oh them. yeah, okay, all right. That was, that was locked down. Okay, all right. That cool. was in the vault. <laughs> we were like, maybe we'll tell John.
2: We won't help anyway. Yeah, let's. John's the only. Okay, you're right. All right, let's cut this. Let's cut this pod short. Um, thank you guys all for <laughs> listening. Are there any final thoughts that you guys have?
1: I think it's. I just we were surprised that the Bills. Like, if they know that – I don't know the reason why, if if maybe they get tickets all at once or they don't want to release them all at once. But, like, we were surprised that they continued to release uh, tickets throughout the week. But then also, obviously, um, if you're in a position where you can go and not be a desperate buyer, like, it's an exploding asset. If 1 o'clock comes and goes and there are still sellers, that asset expires worthless so certainly the leverage in the transaction shifts to the buyer the closer you get to kick off, right? Like we got our tickets in advance, but next – like it would be very comfortable waiting till, te- like if, you, if you're going and like, hey, we just want to get in the gate, you know. Yeah. And you're not – you have a little bit of uh, zen about it. Mm-hmm. The prices will come down to you.
2: Some of my favorite assets are exploding, so like – that's that's oh. that's a good one. That's a good one, especially if you're on the buying end of that. <laughs> Not Does so much in the selling. No? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I tried to make it work. It didn't really work. So, <laughs> I like that. That was absolutely because we were we had our tickets on Friday. We bought them, and they were face value, which is good. Like you know, playoff face value. So I'm sure they mark the bills, mark up their each seat that's you know that they can. But like, mm-hmm. it was the same price. We were you know what like goal line seventeen rows up. Which were great seats, and you know they were going for the same price as like the highest seats possible on the corner of the stadium. You know, like like that's the difference that you get from getting them from the Buffalo Bills themselves as opposed to a resale ticket, right? For the same price, mm-hmm, so just sure. just keep that in mind. That's huge, and keep checking throughout. Like keep refreshing; like it changes from hour to hour, um, or like like we found out because because you know you. Um you knew people that were also there, Mike, that were potentially gonna go to the game and we f- they were selling them for like one one ten or something like that before the game, right? Like on the on the app, I wanna say, or one twenty or something like that.
1: I think it went quite a bit lower beforehand. Oh, you found but eighty dollars or you, something. Yeah, if you're going uh I would say just to a quick like, I think the enjoyment level varied to a large degree just by people that knew what they were doing versus not. Like do a Google search or just listen. Like, hand warm to your friends, right? Like, that's huge. Um, and then we th- the cardboard to stand on. Cardboard, yep, makes a difference. Um, Dressing layers, but huge. Diff- sure. Like, people next to you are like, like um, shivering uncontrollably. Hard to like imagine them enjoying themselves no. having fun, right? No. Um, and other people are totally fine. And the difference might be like, hey. They were wearing one extra layer and threw a couple hand warmers in their boots and mm-hmm. mittens.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take much at all. Good point, Mike. I think yeah, the cardboard was huge. I didn't realize how much how important it was to like stand on something that wasn't that cold, like concrete, until someone poured their entire beer on my <laughs> they literally <laughs> like dropped like a sixteen ounce of Labatt blue light. The entire thing, like on our, in, in front of us, and I didn't know it till Christina said something. I'm like, geez, what the heck is going on? Hmm. Like, it's and I'm just watching the entire thing, just drip, 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 right behind me. Like, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> glad I got nothing on the ground. Oh yeah, you do that this cardboard thing that you know. <laughs> It's just sucking in all the cold, uh, <laughs> taking all the heat away from my feet. So anyway, yeah, no, the cardboard was a good idea. I'm glad you researched that. Yeah, Reddit is, like, Mike was sending me a lot of Reddit threads. Like, Reddit has some really good information on that. We should share that, too. I should, like, post that on Twitter for people, like, looking to, yeah, screw them. Like, they can find it on Reddit. themselves. <laughs> so see, found it. <laughs> uh, anyways, any final thoughts on this one? I know it was, like, it wasn't an ideal game because the Bills were favored by 13 and a half so j- Thirteen and a half points, and you would love it if they could just win by, you know, uh, thirty-three and a half. But a um, win's a win. I
1: disagree completely, man. If we, if if you're the main character, what's the ideal screenplay for today? It's sixty to zero. We'd be bored out of our minds. You'd be like, oh, let's go check out the the Bills store halfway through the second quarter. You know, I was on the edge of my seat till the last. When did they? When was the first kneel down under the two minutes? Like. Mm-hmm. From in the final analysis, it was amazing. Provided they win, move on, and hopefully improve next. Like as long as they win the Super Bowl, I do not care at all.
2: Mm -hmm. If anything, like you said, it makes it better. It's a lot more interesting.
1: Definitely. Then it's like a destiny. They they win each game by the absolute skin of their teeth, right? Like oh, that's the the drama.
0: It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah. John, go ahead, John. I definitely would not have been bored if it was sixty to zero uh
2: that's nice I like it I like the spectrum we got here on the podcast this podcast that was not canceled luckily this past week so thank you guys all is there any final episode or final uh final episodes is this a final is there any final thoughts on the uh on the thing I think we pretty much covered anything is there anything that you guys wanted to wrap up before we sign off
0: I don't think so i, I I'm sure i'll, I'll differently in a few days uh about next week depending on who they play but like probably Cincinnati I don't know I don't know Ravens are driving I don't know we'll see but um right now I'm just a little concerned and it I it everything feels a little bit off from where where it should be maybe just like
1: every I just think every team in the NFL would trade places with the Bills essentially
0: yeah that's
2: the
1: Chargers or Not Dolphins. just the players, but like <laughs> to, ha- to have <laughs> to have quarterback, coach, GM, whole pa- Like I think any owner would trade straight up. That's an amazing place to be from where we were five years ago.
0: Well, the, the other thing is like look, like look at next year. Like they, are they going? They can't resign Poirier, right? Are they going to resign Admins? Like what about Singletary? Like all these other players, and like they got to pay Allen more money based on his contract, and they get a low draft pick, and like all all these things. Like, I love Bean. I love McDermott. I love what they've been doing. But, like, these thoughts go through your head from time to
1: time. Still alive when you worry about so much shit. I have no (laughs) idea.
0: It's out of your control,
2: too. Almost all of it is. Everything you just mentioned, not one iota can you control.
1: (laughs) You Every major faith tradition and even, like, secular philosophy of meditation is, like, let go of things you can't control. Like that's the the key to inner peace in every everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> oh. All right, <laughs> poor John. Yeah,
2: just destined to life of stress and yeah. I I agree with that though. I I, I deal with that too. Like some things stress me out. Everything that John mentioned like just gave me a little bit of stress just thinking about it. Like John, let's just let's not worry about that next.
0: <laughs> One thing at a time. One game know, at a time. I know, the, they're they're in the playoffs. I shouldn't be they're worrying pl- about that. No. Right. But like it but like you you're, you're thinking about the window, right? Like everybody's talking about the window, you know. We're, st- we're still in the window. My gotcha. window
1: is closing. <laughs> so
2: uh, so all right, let's do it. Let's sign off so for John. Go Bills. For Mike It was
1: awesome this week. Next week will be awesome, too. Go Bills.
2: And for me, Nate, go Bills. We'll be talking to you guys next week, hopefully after a win in the divisional round of the playoffs.